All right, I think we're we're going. Okay, so welcome to the Initiative Podcast. Here I am with Julia Prezuso. Is that how it's great job? Nice job on that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, at my defining moment on Instagram. So basically, we're just gonna do a little interview. This is my first actual podcast with someone not in the same room as me. So that uh-huh. this will be interesting, but. Uh, here we are. I'm going to just kick it off, ask a few questions. So tell us what you do, who you are, what's your calling, all that jazz. Okay. So my name is Julia, like you mentioned, and I am officially a mental health counselor. So what I do is I work with people that um, are struggling with different types of either um, mental, I won't say mental illnesses, although some of them are mentally ill, but just mental blockages that are preventing them from really living the the life that they want to live for themselves. And so I do very specific uh, trauma work with people that might have had a difficult upbringing or not necessarily abusive in the sense of getting punched in the face on a daily basis, but even having dismissive or parents that work all the time and didn't really connect with them. And so they have a very um, unstable sense of self, uh, self-esteem and self-worth and an identity for themselves, a lot of confusion about what they're supposed to do with their lives and you know, uh, developing a strategy to really help them excel. And so uh, that's what I do on a daily basis uh, with people. And then um, I develop the, the Instagram and uh, platform about, about five years ago. I would say it's been about five years now. And I guess I didn't know what Instagram was at the time. Um, I was in New Orleans with my best friend and she was taking a picture of her food and she was posting it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, it's Instagram. Like, so you just paste, you post pictures of food. Is that, that's what you do? And she's like, oh, people do all different types of things. And then I started thinking about it and thought, well, that might be a way for me to spread a message and um, connect with a potential client. And that's what I did. So we can't ignore the power of social media today. It puts us right in touch with our customers, so to speak. And so we really need to be able to strategize, uh, find a voice and deliver a message. Totally. Totally. Um, so were, I, were you already a mental health coach before you got on Instagram or did that kind of, was that a byproduct of Instagram? Yeah, no, I wasn't. I've had actually like five major career changes throughout my life. And so I started in education and I was teaching in the inner city um, and I didn't really like that so much, um, probably because I was in the inner city and there were more students that I could possibly manage. And I didn't really have the experience. And so after I graduated college, I went into outside sales because there's a lot of money there. And I thought that I needed to just make a lot of money. And so I I went into outside sales and I really, really didn't like that either because there was a lot of manipulation and coercion and, and people were getting hurt by the company that I was representing. So I then decided to work for Mercedes-Benz USA, and I spent uh, five years in that corporate capacity in different positions and really learning about businesses and, and how to 
how to build one that works and really what, what it means to have brand loyalty and delivering customer service and that kind of stuff that creates loyalty amongst your clients. So, uh, but it was, you know, it's a man's world. Automotive business is definitely a man's world. And the, the department that I wanted to go into was like, the demographic was 50 year old men. And I don't really meet that criteria, right? So I needed to make a decision about what I wanted to do. And my mentor told me, you never spend more than five or seven years with any particular company unless you're moving up the ladder or you have to go. And so I looked into other corporations and I found Starbucks and their motto was, is love what you do. And I was like, yeah, exactly, man. That's the way to be successful is to love what you do. Mm -hmm. And so I went to go work with them in a management capacity for about two years until I realized that they were about the same corporate nonsense that everybody else was. And I said, all right, something else has to happen. So due to happenstance, I, I met this uh, uh, doctor who didn't really have a lot of business acumen and was trying to build a practice. So he was sleeping on his floor, like just, just couldn't keep up. And I came in and developed an HR system, hired people, got, got everything flowing, got a billing system in place and, and just created a really good structure for the business to succeed. And then the patients were coming to me, um, asking me to, if I could listen to their stories, you know, and, and, and sharing their pain with me. And I was like, what, what is this about? You know, it just, I will, I have always been in therapy. I've been in therapy for a very, very long time myself. And so the idea of doing therapy didn't, didn't occur to me until I was in that capacity. And then I realized, you know, this is maybe the direction I need to go into because it just felt really natural. And that's what prompted me to go back to graduate, to go to graduate school, uh, 10 years after getting my undergraduate degree. Okay. And then, uh, I, I graduated in, uh, 2014 and I basically hung a shingle and went into business. I already knew how to go into business. Yeah. This was just a different type of business. Yeah. So I actually have a question on that. I'm kind of a college skeptic. You might say I, mm -hmm. I'm 18. I'm taking a gap year right now. Mm -hmm. so, and I'm most likely at this point, I don't think I'm going to go to school because I also have a business that I'm trying to build. So, but, um, how, how much, when you compare like your college ex uh, learning experience to the corporate world learning experience, what do you think carried more into, uh, the success that your business is having now? Um, so I can't have the success without the degrees. True. Okay. Right. For okay. the work that I do. And so initially um, I went to college because nobody else in my family did. Okay. And I'm also the first American born to immigrant parents that worked in a factory all of my life. And so there wasn't a lot of encouragement of education there. Um, my parents went to grammar school. So it wasn't like education was really pushed on me, mm. but I knew that in America, it meant something if you have an education. Totally. And so I went to college reluctantly. I didn't really care. 
about it, but I just did it because I was told that that would be important. Okay. And you see, when I was in the corporate world, I tried to um, take a new position. And part of the criteria was a college degree. And then they actually hired somebody else who didn't have a college degree. And then that taught me that the corporate world is really about nep nepotism and who you know. And uh, my degree didn't mean shit, right? And so that was my cue that this is really, even though everybody writes their, uh, their code of conduct and the outline, their mission statement for how they want to run their business, it doesn't always mean that all the players are operating by that mission statement. And that can be very discouraging for somebody who is a really true blue loyal type of person like I am, you know what I'm saying? And so you get disappointed when you realize that not everybody has the work ethic that you do and you can either pour all that ethic into somebody else's business or you can pour it into your own. And so I already knew that I was going to be in business for myself because when I was in college, I actually started a business called The Cookie Chick and I delivered cookies in pizza boxes hot on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to the colleges nearby. I was only open from like 5 p.m. to 11, but I knew what my market was and I was killing it. So I already knew that it's just a matter of work ethic and, and strategy. So, so you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go sorry. ahead. Uh, do you watch Gary Vee at all? Do you know who he is? I love Gary Vee. You sound like the exact person that he describes as like a, prototypical entrepreneur like or stereotypical yeah i just i just stumbled upon gary v about a year ago you know really? so like and then I, I really i love his whole message sometimes i wish his language was a little bit different because he'll have like children around and i just feel like we need to protect them but anyway yeah i just i just love i love his energy and i love what he has to say he was also given a whole lot more to start with right than some of us have been and so it's a little bit harder to get some traction when you don't have as much uh, backing and support initially. But mm -hmm. yeah, so, so it was just a matter of what. And then, um, so I was working at Ben's like full time and I would come home and I would bake a thousand cookies a week. And then I would go to one farmer's market in this area where I live and I would clear like a thousand dollars by two o'clock in cash. Like I would sell out oh. every single time. So awesome. I had like, my neighbor's kids were coming in and I had like these little machines that would make the creases like a potato chip bag. So they would be, I'd have these children in there like a, like a little factory workers just pressing my packages and putting labels on everything. And then I would go to the farmer's market and sell out. That was a lot of work. It's a lot of manual labor. Yeah. So I always say that I will retire as the cookie chick someday. I'm going to open a small cafe somewhere and just talk shit, have coffee and eat cookies. You know what I'm saying? But right now, this is what I got to do. <laughs> but I assume you love what you're doing right now. Oh, I, I love what I'm doing right now. And what I'm doing right now is not work. I was made for this. Right. So yesterday, I probably, you know, I work like 12 hour days every fucking day. Yeah. I just grind all day, every day. If I'm not face-to-face -face with a client, I'm in Instagram. If I'm not in Instagram, I'm on a podcast. There's always something uh -huh. that needs to be done, but it doesn't ever feel like work because it was exactly what I was created to do. That's funny you say that because, so I'm a filmmaker and I, I have a business that I'm building up right now where I um, help people run their Instagrams 
Um, but I, my, that's like kind of what I'm trying to get my day job to be. And then I also would make, I'm just made a documentary. Sweet. I just finished the documentary and I'm like sad because I feel like there's so much less to do now. And like, I'm done. I'm sad that I don't get to work on it anymore. It's like, it's that, that's like the level of passion that I feel like you have to have to like be an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. You have to have grit. And you know, what I hear a lot of, uh, especially I, I'm, I, you look like a millennial to me. I don't want to judge. Right. But you have that, that you, you look young. So I'm thinking you might fall into that millennial category, which a lot of times when you interview the millennial category, they're like, their objective is to become rich and famous, but you can't just become rich and famous without the work ethic. If you're not willing to grind around the fucking clock, you're not going to make shit. No. And so like having the work ethic and the balance is the a lot of the entrepreneurial t- language is about hustle culture but what i'm discovering now is like there's some people like gary v who can work 15 hours a day who are just outliers and have so much energy that they can do mm-hmm. that. some people like like i thought i could do that and then i like had burnout and then got like a lot of anxiety about work and then like so i'm my whole thing now is like figuring out how to have the work ethic put in the hours and hang out with my girlfriend, hang out with my friends, like get workouts in and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You just hit the nail on the head. The reason why I have the energy and stamina at my age for a 12 hour day is because I start my day at the gym. Like I put in an hour to 90 minutes to two hours, four days a week, at least I'm throwing dumbbells around. I'm exerting that energy. I'm getting my frustrations out. My mental state, is in check because the top three ways for anybody to manage their mental health is is diet, exercise, and sleep. And so when I'm looking and when I'm working with a client, I'll have them keep a food journal for me for a couple of weeks so I can get an understanding of what, what they're putting into their system. I want to know how many hours of sleep they're getting and I want to know how much exercise they're getting because that's what you need in order for brain optimization. Your brain thrives on those three components. I, I, so I work with a lot of fitness professionals on my like social media side, um, of the business. And that one guy who is like kind of my mentor, he's like putting me on to, he's connecting me to a lot of the people that I work with now. Uh, he's all about like meditation, eating right, sleeping, right. Training in a healthy way. So your body like is recovering well. And like, he's basically says like the, the better, the healthier your body is, the better, the more primed it is to intake information uh, more efficiently. And like, that, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. And see, so the other thing people don't realize is that our, our gut, our, our stomach, our second brain produces about 80% of the neurotransmitters that your brain needs to feel good. So dopamine, serotonin, and GABA is produced in your gut. So if your diet is trash, your brain optimization is going to be trash too. And that's what I need to teach people is because if you're, if you're not in a good emotional state, right, if you don't feel motivated about life, if you're not getting up every day ready to kill it, what are you not doing? Because your body is created to do that. You're designed to do that unless your emotional state is not being properly managed, in which case I look at the organic approach first. diet exercise and sleep and then if i see that the diet is trash the sleep is trash they're not working out 
then I'll say, you know what, it might be a good idea for you to see a psychiatrist and get on an antidepressant just to get your brain to a place where it can start to want to do something more. Yeah, totally. People like to like, you know, they like to think it's them, you know, oh, this is just the way I am, you know, just the way I am. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not the way you are. Yeah. We I, don't come that way. I totally hate when people identify with a, an emotion that they feel a lot. Like I have, I have friends who like to, like they like to blame their personalities on a personality trait they have and they stick mm -hmm. with that. and I'm always mm -hmm. like, you don't it doesn't have to be that way but it's just hard to get through to some people like that it is hard to get through to them because they're also programmed that way it didn't start with them oh yeah totally. right it didn't start there it's very much the modeling that they receive they've been told who to be and I really encourage people to find out who they are and not who they were told to be. Because if we think about it, our primary caretakers told us how to act, how to dress, what to eat, when to do it. And sometimes we never challenge anything that we were taught. And some of the shit we were taught, it doesn't work. You have to develop your own strategy for yourself. And the only way to do that is through education sometimes. Because if you don't go out there and try to learn, like even, even when I... I'm building my businesses like I was reading marketing books like it was nobody's business my favorite one was called the purple cow it was like this thin like really just a small book yeah. with a whole bunch of knowledge and insight in there because you really want to be a purple cow I'm not the only therapist out there yeah right? why pick me why pick you you're not the only guy out there doing what you're doing why are they gonna choose you why are you the purple cow yeah and that's what people have to realize I that's so, what they have to realize. My question is how you're clearly so passionate. How, what, what, how did you know like therapy or mental health coaching was the route meant for you? Like what made you realize that? It was the way that, um, the way others responded to seeing someone get better, see, watching people win in their life. You can get high on that. You know, when my clients text me and they're showing me what they're doing and they're out there crushing it and they're killing it and they're no longer associating themselves with depression, like, oh, a lot of times you hear people say, well, here's my depression. Is it as if the depression is something that you get and you carry it with you for the rest of your life? Like, no, it's, it's curable. It's treatable. The only thing that is, doesn't have a cure is trauma. Trauma can't be cured because it's an injury to your brain, but it can be managed so that it doesn't debilitate you from succeeding. All right, so I have to untangle all of these belief systems like, oh, this is just my personality. And I'm like, nah, not really. Not really. We know too much about the way the brain operates and the way the brain is able to produce new uh, neurotransmitters and new neural pathways and new connections that we can't just write ourselves off. And by the way, your brain is not even fully developed until age like 26. And so a lot of times you have people at 17, like, yeah, this is just who I am. And I'm like, nah, dude, like your brain is not even fully developed yet. Yeah. Like stop, stop writing yourself off because the way to succeed is to remain teachable. You got to remain teachable. Stop thinking, you know, everything. If you, if you stop learning, it should only be when you're dead. That, I, I feel like I've been living by that for years now, and I don't think I've ever heard that phrased better than how you just phrased it. 
Oh, word. Okay, good. The only way to what, say it again. What the part about learning? Like you have to remain teachable. The, to remain teachable is the only way. To remain succeed. teachable is the only way to succeed. And when you stop learning, it's when you're six feet under. Wow. If you think you know it all, then you're done. It's a wrap before you even get started because your perspective is so limited. So right? what how do you how do you deal? So like one thing about adults is like they're very because they've had those uh, pathways ingrained in their brain for so long. They're so it's probably way harder to untangle adults than it is kids. How do you deal with that? Well, I, I actually don't work with many kids because it's not the kids. It's the parents. Right. And so uh, I stopped where I probably have like two kids on my calendar and it's only because those parents are able to own their shit because otherwise I'm not able to do that. They'll drop off their kid, like fix this. And I'm like, it's not them, it's you. But with adults, you know, what I find is that I'm, I teach them that the brain can have a software update just like our phones. And if you're willing to have your software updated, then I'll do that work with you. And because I'm an investment, I'm not working with people that maybe want to get better. It's a lot of money to invest if you don't really aren't really serious. And so mm -hmm. I try to teach them like, look, you've been reigning queen supreme for, you know, 35 years in that mindset. It's not going to take an overnight. Uh, it's not going to be overnight that we undo that. But when I start showing them the truth and you gently just start to put a mirror up to somebody and let them see what it is that they're doing to create the, the patterns in their life that are holding them back, then they're like, oh, man, I get it now. And once they see it, they can't unsee it. And then they just start running towards the goal. Totally. And I feel like I see that in most adults. Like the, the, the same fitness guy I was telling you about earlier, who's like my mentor, like we talk about this all the time about parents because like I had, to do, I had to deal with my parents when I was – saying I wanted to take a gap year like that was a a mental blockage between my parents and I and I, it's fine now they're very supportive obviously but um that that was a very eye-opening thing to see how people they just grew up a certain way and that's how they think it has to be and it, it's really that simple of a problem but like that ingrained for 54 years is like hard to it's hard to try to convince people something oh yeah yeah it's called cognitive dissonance right it goes against their belief systems and so people that are, are hitting me up they're ready to do the work because they know that i'm not the type of person to just take your money that's not rewarding for me mm. i need to see results and so i tell people like i'm not going to keep you here i want to see you get better you got four to six weeks to start turning this around or you might need to find somebody else and so they have to be super motivated in order to work with me and that's why I'm, I, I gear more and I lean more towards the coaching side and less towards the therapy side because you can be in therapy for 20 years and not do anything yeah okay so I was gonna right. ask, do you do the coaching like online as well, well? I work yeah well I work I I, I I do my sessions online so I use zoom as well as my platform but my coaching like I'm very specific in my strategy and my approach it has a, there's a formula you okay. either follow the formula or you don't yeah. Right. I know how to get people better. It's just, are they willing to look at it? Because some of the stuff that they're doing is really a gutting. It's an emotional gutting to have to look at things for the reality of what they are 
And to have to challenge your belief systems that way and really flex in a new way is really painful for some people. So I tell everybody that chooses to work with me, like, listen, I'm probably going to hurt you before I help you. Interesting. You got to be ready for that. You got to be ready for the pain that comes with this. Totally, totally. Well, okay. So where, where can people find you if they need your services? So they can find me at, uh, on Instagram at my defining moment. Uh, my website is currently under construction. Otherwise I would send them to defining moments, LLC.com. I'll just drop it. It's there. It's just being revamped right now. Um, so definitely end on Facebook, defining moments, LLC on Facebook as well. So we are, um, yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and on the, on the World Wide Web. Okay, awesome. So thank you for being a part of the show. I appreciate you got it. Awesome insight. Um, definitely, like, this, I, some of the stuff we talked about, I wish I try to tell people all the time. So I really appreciate you. Yeah, you know a lot more than people give you credit for, right? But that's okay. Yeah. They don't have to believe you. You have to believe you. At the end of the day, it's just going to be you and you. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow. Great way to close it out. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. It was really nice to meet you. If you need anything else from me, you know how to reach me. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. You we'll got it. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.